Stuff Podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Wright, and welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's story is called Safety on the Pie. It's by Stuff National Correspondent Florence Kerr, who joins me now by phone from Hamilton. Hi, Flo. Hello. Flo, firstly, this story is set in Kafia, which is a place many listeners may be familiar with, but perhaps not all. So uh, first up, just set the scene for us. Where is this story based? So Kafia is significant in that it is a home place of Tainui. This is where their ancestral waka landed. And so I came to Kafia because they have this unique way of dealing um, with the pandemic, which relies on history, their mātauranga, indigenous knowledge, as well as using um, modern-day medicine. And so I came here to the heart of Tainui, where Tainui began, to see how that is being rolled out. And without getting all the way into it, uh, what did you find? What, what is the story about? So what I found there is that there's a deep concern for our people that work on the marae. I talked to four women, four aunties of Kafia, the well-known identities in the community. We're looking at 150 years of experience um, working as ringawera, workers in the kitchen, and they have a real deep concern for those that work on the marae, particularly those in the front of the marae that welcome on people, and they're usually kaumatua, our elderly. So they talk about their fears as COVID starts to spread across the country. And as we know, Māori are more at risk of being infected and dying of this virus. So the story is set on a marae or several marae in this harbour. And there is a lot of te reo used and listeners will hear a lot from me reading the story. Um, you start the story with a quote that appears later on. It's from uh, Kingi Tuatia. So I'm going to ask you, please, to read us in. Uh, you'll hear Flo, and then you'll hear me reading her story, Safety on the Pai. Amuhia ake tu ora o te iwi kaputa ki te The health and safety of our people is paramount. The average tea towel is 75 centimetres by 55 centimetres, a versatile kitchen tool when used in a marae. It bears the load of drying 3,000 individual kitchen utensils in one go, while at the same time being used as a whip on unsuspecting cousins who are dodging their duties. And if you dare to wash that marae tea towel with your clothes, the auntie in charge of your kitchen will appear out of nowhere, colour the air blue, and toss the tea towel in the rubbish. Kafia aunties Pa Williams-Martin, Ani Tāpara, Shani Fitiora and Kelly Isherwood, who head their marae kitchens across the harbour, have this tea towel tussle on a regular basis at their marae. You might as well dry your dishes with your undies, Isherwood says. Fitiora interjects. That's why we have the tea towel washing machine in the kitchen, so we can all see what's being put in there. 
you'd be surprised how many try to throw their clothes in there. Disgusting. All four aunties nod in unison, the disgust etched on each face. The tikanga of separating clothes and kitchen linen is a customary practice found on most marae and Māori homes across Aotearoa today. Its roots come from the ancient traditions of tapu, sacred, and noa, ordinary. In simple terms, kai or food-related products are noa, and anything to do with the body or head, such as clothes, are tapu. In a practical Western sense, it's hygienic not to mix the two. This tikanga was used during the pandemic of 1918-19, when thousands of New Zealanders died of influenza. The Māori death rate was eight times higher than Europeans. Despite the losses, using the tikanga helped to stop the spread of the disease further. This was instilled in me by my kuia, and instilled in her by her kuia, Williams Martin says. Everything we do has a deeper purpose, a deeper meaning. It could be hoha, annoying for some, but thinking about why we do things is important. And look, we're back in a pandemic, but now we have more tools in our kete, basket. We have a vaccine as well. Under the cool shade of a Pahutakawa tree at Makitumarai, overlooking the harbour, at the foot of the hills where their ancestors are buried, the four aunties know these practices are more important now than ever before. A new pandemic, COVID-19, is waiting at their marae gates. And it won't be long before it enters. Of the cases recorded since the current outbreak started in August, about 45% are Māori, despite being only 17% of the general population. Modelling suggests Māori are two and a half times more likely to be hospitalised for COVID than non-Māori. As of December 7th, there were eight active cases in Kāwhia, and vaccination rates for the Otorahanga district, of which Kāwhia is a part, were 83.2% for one dose and 75.7% for two doses. The district was the lowest vaccinated in the Waikato. The non-prioritisation of Māori in the vaccination rollout is now being heard at an urgent hearing before the Waitangi Tribunal. As academics and health experts argue the government breached the Treaty of Waitangi by not prioritising Māori. The Fano Order Commissioning Agency and the Ministry of Health have been locked in a high court case over shared data since October. As those courtroom dramas play out, the reality is being felt in places like Kafia Moana, where vaccination rates are rising, but not fast enough. It has led to eight marae re-establishing a historic partnership, Nā Marae or Kāwhia Moana, to support their people against the virus and to combat disinformation. 
the Ropu have also put in place a food bank which feeds 800 families across the harbour. While they work to increase vaccination coverage, they've asked holidaymakers to skip the area this Christmas until their most vulnerable are protected. With Māori more likely to die from the virus, the aunties are worried about the exposure to komatua, or the elders, and ringarewa, the workers on the marae, particularly those who sit on the paipai, the orator's bench, when the deceased are taken back to the marae. The four aunties are usually first on the marae to prepare it for when the whanau arrive with their deceased. But it's their most vulnerable, the komatua, that they're most concerned for, because they're at the front of the marae and the first point of contact during the porphyry, the welcome for returning whanau. It's an issue the women have discussed a lot. In Kafia, tikanga allows people to be brought onto the marae at all hours, night and day. We've never turned anyone away, never, Martin Williams says. And now we're in these times, things have to change to address the threat that is COVID. Fitiora says it's been a difficult area to navigate and it frustrates her that many Māori remain unvaccinated. The aunties don't want to work at Tangihanga. That could put people at risk. We're all going to die one day, Fitiora says, and those that are unvaccinated have had all this time to really think about how their actions affect everyone. So, if you die, what do you think your family are going to do? Do you want them to take you back to the marae? You're making us perform our duties under tikanga without even thinking about our safety. Our kuia and komatua at the front, what about their safety? You're putting everybody at risk. Isherwood chimes in. Why should we risk ourselves for you? That's basically it, Williams Martin says, looking at her. Why should people that work at the marae that have been vaccinated be at risk? But trying to put it through those people is hard. It's so hard to get them to see the bigger picture here, the collective. Hi, I'm Carol Hirschfeld, the head of video and audio at Stuff. If you're enjoying our Long Reads podcast, how about contributing to the Stuff Supporter Programme? You can contribute any amount you choose, and you can do it just once, or monthly, or annually. Direct support from people like you helps us produce the kind of journalism you're listening to right now. Go to stuff.co.nz forward slash support. The safety of those on Waikato Tainui Marae is an issue iwi leadership, led by Kingi Tuhetia, identified early in the pandemic. Kafia belongs to the Waikato Tainui Collective. Jason Ake of the Waikato Tainui Senior Leadership Team says the tribe moved swiftly with initial closures in 2020 to protect its marae. Since then, the tribe has held weekly hui with all marae in its boundary. The tribe supports initiatives by local hapu 
to vaccinate and advocate for their people. The move came as no surprise to those that know the history of Tūranga Waiwai Marae, the home of the Kingitanga movement. It was from the 1918 pandemic that Tūranga Waiwai was born. Mahinarangi Faranui, on the grounds, was designed to be a Bai for Māori hospital, created by Waikato Tainui leader Te Kiriheihei Te Puia Herangi, having pulled her people through the pandemic at Te Paina Pa, near Mercer. She moved the survivors to Naruawahia and broke ground on the hospital in August 1921. Despite having gathered support from Parliament, with backing from Sir Aparana Nata, the local health authorities refused to licence the premises, and the hospital was canned. Ake says King Ituatia has taken the reins once held by his kuia, Tepuia, during a pandemic, and is navigating his people through with a clear message. Amuhia ake te ora o te iwi kaputa kite feao. The health and safety of our people is paramount. The king and his advisers believe vaccination along with safety measures on the marae, will help people survive. Under the new traffic light system, the number of people allowed on marae during tangihanga will depend on whether a marae uses vaccine passes. Under red light settings, funerals and tangi can go ahead. If vaccine passes are used... Up to 100 people are allowed in a single defined space at the venue at any time, indoors and out. If vaccine passes aren't used, the limit is 25 people at any one time. At Orange, with a vaccine pass, the number of people allowed on the marae at any one time is unlimited. However, within the marae and viewing the tūpapaku, or deceased, the limit is 100 people. Without a vaccine pass in orange, the number allowed on the marae at any one time drops to 50. Under the green light, the number of people allowed on the marae is unlimited with a vaccine pass. Without a pass, that number is capped at 100. The limit includes children under 12, whānau pāni, or bereaved family, and ringarewa. Ake says tikanga at marae is adaptable for the present circumstances, and in some instances, marae have published porphyry times on the internet, so people know specific times to be there. It makes it easier for workers to process those coming onto the marae, Ake says. Marae have put pānui, or notices out, saying, we're going to have three porphyry today. And when you arrive at the marae, this is the process you need to go through. And they actually do that at the gate. 
So essentially, the health and safety of our people is paramount. Knowing that there is a fundamental statement from the king. If you can do it safely, absolutely. If you can't, then maybe have a think about not opening that marae. But it's a difficult decision when you've got highly emotional people around with things like tangihanga. Our best defence is to be vaccinated, and we have the historical narrative to back it up. We've got that daily reminder with Tūranga Waiwai Marae. The aunties of Kafia have that reminder in the hills that surround them, where their tūpuna were buried during the influenza pandemic. They're encouraging Fano to be vaccinated, to mitigate not only the spread of the disease, but the heartache that will follow. They know that issues will arise when enforcing the rules with the traffic light system. They feel marae workers will be in the firing line. But if they don't want to abide by what's happening now and any processes marae put in place, stay home. And don't blame the marae for what decision they make, Fitiora says. You made that decision for them by not getting vaccinated. But if they are full supporters of their marae, if they come to the marae outside of COVID-19 and work, go and get it done. Get vaccinated. Otherwise, don't come. That's all I can say. Williams Martin says it's the usual whānau that are consistently at the marae doing the work, and their safety needs to be a priority for unvaccinated whānau returning home. They don't look at the safety aspect for those that work on the marae, she says. For people that are on the paipai, you know? Because they're the most vulnerable. And you've got tamariki that run around like any marihui. Those tamariki are vulnerable too. So, you know, Fano think that the marae is just doing it because they want to do it. It's not. They want to keep people safe. With that, the women move from the Pahutakawa tree back into the kitchen at Maketu Marae for a kai. A lone tea towel sits folded on the bench. Fitiora laughs. If you come back to your marae, she says, don't you dare try and wash these with your clothes. We'll ban you for life. That was Safety on the Pie on the long read from Stuff written by Florence Kerr and read and produced by me, Michael Wright. This episode was mixed by Sam Scannell. Stuff's podcast director is Adam Dudding. If you listened via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on the Long Read podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps other listeners find us. Thanks for listening.